0: Did you know that your baby boy has walked where angels trod? And when you kiss your little baby, you've just kissed the face of God. Here, Even death would live again. The lame will leap and the, the mute, mute will speak. The praises of They rule the nation. Oh, did you know Did you know that, that your baby boy, boy is heaven's perfect land? The sleeping child you're holding is the grave. Did you know So I want to share something with you quickly, <laughs> super quickly. So I'm, I'm, I'm serious. I'm serious. It's going to be quick. Stephen knows because I just wrote it in the sound booth. Um, if you, <laughs> yeah. Well, see, sometimes if you tell the Lord, I'll share whatever you want to share. And he goes from heaven, lol, and then he. And then he waits (laughs) till the last possible minute and goes, I'd rather you talk about this. And so that's what we're going to do. So this is a familiar scripture. I'm going to read it to you quick. I'm going to share a couple things with you, and then we'll get back to the music, okay? Um, Matthew chapter 2, just listen to it. You all know it. Now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and have come to worship him. For we have seen his star in the east. Whose star was it? It was his star. We have seen his star in the east and we have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he gathered all the chief priests and the scribes of the people together, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And so they said to him in Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, but you Bethlehem in the land of Judea are not the least among the rulers of Judah, for out of you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had secretly called the wise men, determined from them what time the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem, and he says, "'Go and search carefully for the young child, "'and when you have found him, bring back word to me "'that I may come and worship him also.' "'When they heard the king, they departed, "'and behold, the star which they had seen in the east "'went before them, until it came and stood over "'where the young child was. "'When they saw the star, they rejoiced "'with exceedingly great joy, "'and when they had come into the house,' They saw the young child. So what did they see first? The star. The star leads them till they see the child. They saw the young child with Mary, his mother, and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented gifts to him, gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Then, being divinely warned in a dream that they should not return to Herod, they departed for their own country and went another way. Can you say amen? Amen. Father, open your word to us this morning. You're speaking in so many ways already, speaking through the music, speaking through the fellowship. We invite you, Lord, to bring us some truth from your word. We give you this moment, ask you to use it for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said, Amen. Christmas is fascinating because it's full of so many great characters, you know, and there's so many people we can learn from, so many examples we can glean, and there's so many uh, messages about these wise men. Um, They are great, man. They are great material. If you are a preacher, you can't go wrong with the wise men. Come to Jesus and worship him is the example that they set. Bring what's valuable to you and lay it at his feet. There's so much we can gain that coming to Jesus is about what you give him, not what you get from him. They come in with with empty, empty hearts and full hands. They leave with full hearts and empty hands. That's what happens when you come to Jesus. Our cultures perverted the whole thing, come to Jesus and get some stuff. The Bible says, come to Jesus, lose everything you got. And the day that you lose your life, you find something supernatural that you couldn't have known any other way. The, the wise men are tremendous in that regard, and so that's what I was going to talk to you about. So I shared that out there, just threw that out, that's free. Sitting there in the sound booth listening to the second song, the Holy Spirit said, talk about the other part. Talk about the part that these men were dwelling in the east and they began to notice a star in the sky that was peculiar to them. They were students of the atmosphere in the heavenlies. They knew about the constellations. They had charts. They had all of that stuff. So when this brighter star showed up, they noticed it and they paid attention to it. And I think we need to understand our role when Jesus looks at the church and says, you are the light of the world. They notice the star because it shines brighter than all the stars around it. And I want to challenge you that that is what we must do if we're going to continue to lead searchers to Jesus. We're going to have to figure out how to shine brighter than the twinkly stars around us. For anybody to pay attention, you're gonna to have to be nicer you're gonna to have to be more generous. You're gonna to have to be more loving. You're gonna to have to be more compassionate. We're gonna to have to shine brighter. There's a lot of little twinkly stars. Our, our culture's made little points of light out of everybody. Sports players, celebrities, people with no clue, people with half a clue, everybody's sitting around, look at me, how I shine, look how important I am. And that's why everyone's confused. If you think about it, navigation used to be by the s- stars. And people don't know where to go because they don't know which star to look at. And the only way for the church to guide people to Jesus is we're going to have to shine brighter. Everybody say brighter. We're going to have to stand out from that field of twinkling foolishness. There's going to have to be a bright blazing light that people can look and go, wait a minute, that light looks different than all this other stuff. Perhaps I should follow that bright, shining, brilliant light. That's the call of the church. Not to blend, not to fight, not to argue, not to picket, but to shine. Jesus said, let your light so shine before men that they may see your what? Your good sermons? No, your good deeds. Come on, somebody. Glorify your Father in heaven, not because you had the best website." but because you had the best deeds. Everybody say deeds. We want it to be deeper than that, but the reason we're failing to shine is because we're wrapped up in everything except shining. Shining is how compassionate we are, how loving we are, how precious we can be to people when they deserve it and when they don't. We need to learn how to shine brighter than the stars around us. That's what enables people to follow us to Jesus. Everybody just say to Jesus. That's all light's supposed to do is lead people to Jesus. When they were done, they didn't worship the star. They didn't present their gold to the star. They didn't present their frankincense and their myrrh to the star. They didn't celebrate the star. The star made them happy because the star led them to Jesus. But when they saw Jesus, they forgot about the star When their hearts were filled with him, they weren't looking up anymore because now they were looking at him. In fact, the Bible says they didn't even have a star lead them home by then. Angels are talking to them in dreams and telling them where to go. Why? Because they came in looking for Jesus. They walked out with him living in their heart. And out of that transaction now, divinely warned of God. Why? Because they belong to him now. Stars lead people to Jesus. Everybody say Jesus. If when you're done with the transaction, they're impressed with you, you didn't shine right. You're not supposed to be leading them to you. <laughs> All you're supposed to do is shine on Him, or they come around you and they go, Wow, you look different than everybody. Oh, wow, look at that. What is that? That's why I shine. Let me tell you about my Jesus, not my church. Not my building, not my denomination, not my creed, not the the currently popular, let me make sure you know everything I'm against. No, let me tell you about my Jesus. Why would I tell you about my Jesus? Because he can change your whole life. How do I know that that's a fact? Because he did it to me. The Christian message should be the easiest thing in the world for us to share because if you know anything about Jesus, you know how good he is, and then you just get to walk around and be a commercial for how loving he is. That's why I'm supposed to be loving for other people because I know how many times he's loved me. When they fail over and over, when they lie to me, he loved me when I lied. When they mess around and steal something from me, he loved me when I was a thief. Now, I know we've gone to church a little while till we forget what we were, but don't forget what you were because that's the fuel for you to know that if He loved you when you were like that, He can love them when they're like it now. And so, out of that, we shine with the hope we find in Jesus, not the rules we found at church. No, they need to know about Jesus. I catch fish, God cleans them. I don't have to try to clean them before they get in the boat, that's stupid. Just shine, point them to Jesus, get in the boat. Come on, come to Jesus, get in the boat. They might be stuff, they might not know stuff. I'll guarantee it, you know how I know? Because some of y'all have been in church 35, 40 years and you still got stuff. Come on somebody, let's just talk about it. We all get in the church, we know 400 scriptures and we all still got issues, so why would we care if somebody we bring in has issues? We're all a pile of issues. You didn't ask me for prayer because you got it all worked out. I didn't invite you to pray for me because I got it all worked out. We are what? A bunch of piles of dirt telling other piles of dirt about God. So I'm not afraid of your dirt. I got my own, right? My job, shine. I wonder if God can forgive me. I know that he can. I wonder if God will give up on me. I know that he won't. How do you know that? Because of me. Because what he did for me. We face a whole culture that wants to argue about Jesus, but we need to remember the immortal words of Dwight Moody, a man with an experience is never at the mercy of a man with an argument. You can debate Jesus all you want. I met him. You could sit at a college and decide whether it's historically true, and I don't even care what you figured out because he's living inside my heart. You can argue about whether or not Jesus really said it or whether he was actually a Hindu or whether he was a figment of somebody's imagination, but no figment of anybody's imagination can wash my sin away and make me new, and that's what he did for me, and that's what he did for you. So rather than being intimidated by them, we stand tall and we shine. We know the answer. Debate the answer if you want. We know what it is. I want to encourage you with one last thing. I told you I'd be short. You didn't believe me. Christmas miracle, look at that. With a bright shining star in the sky, only three guys noticed. (laughs) Just shine. And then look for the searchers. Some of you have grown frustrated in your witness. It's because you're telling the wrong people. If they're not looking for an answer then what you have to tell them means nothing. Shine and look for those who are looking. The evangelism gift is not to pry open a closed heart. The evangelism gift is to recognize the open one. Let me share again. The evangelism gift is not to take the most hardened, bitter, angry person and somehow kick the door of their heart open. The evangelist's gift is to walk through a 100 nasty people and spot the one with an open heart. That's why we listen to the Holy Spirit, because he knows who he's been dealing with for weeks, months, and years, who's ready. So we shine and then we watch, and we watch for who noticed that we were shining. You said, well, that gets awfully simple. I know, right? Isn't that awesome? We should run off to seminary and make it deep. No, actually, we should stay right in the word of God and let it be simple. Shine and watch to see who saw that you were shining. And when you realize that somebody's searching and noticed your light, let me tell you about my Jesus. Go tell it on the mountain. What? That Jesus Christ, that Jesus Christ Pastor, you talk about Jesus a lot. I know. Because there's nothing better to talk about. I could quote you other books, but they're not as good as this one. I could tell you other people's stories, but Jesus' stories are better. I could give you the testimonies of the big fat church from wherever, but Jesus' ones are better. I could quote you the prominent speakers of our day, But why would I do that when the greatest speaker of all time has his stuff right here in this book? We don't need more of anything but him. So we shine and we watch. And when we see who noticed that we're shining, we share. And we let our light lead them to Jesus. And you better know, because it happened to you, When they see him, they don't fight about laying it down. Anybody bartering over the price just hasn't seen him yet. That's worth more than you know. Let it incubate a little while. If they're still arguing, I want Jesus, but I want to keep my gold, don't say nothing, just keep shining. They haven't seen him yet. Maybe they saw the manger. Maybe they saw a couple of shepherds. Maybe they got close enough. They can kind of make out Mary. Mary's great. She can't save you. you got to make it all the way up and look. But when you see Jesus and the wonder of who he is, and we've all experienced it, most of us at least, when you really see him, no price is too high. You look at the wonder of who he is, and here's my gold, here's my frankincense, here's my myrrh. Here's everything I brought with me. You can have it all. I don't care if I leave here with empty hands because my heart is full. So if they're still bartering, well, I want Jesus, but I also want X, Y, Z. Just let it sit a minute. Just keep shining. Because when they finally see him, they'll lay it all down. Because God is good. And he's been good to us. And the message of Christmas is God loved us enough to send the very best. And now we have him and we tell them about him. And it's a good day to be alive. Amen? Thanks again for stopping by. If you'd like any more info about us, feel free to swing by wellsprings.church. Have a blessed day.